Welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're Aussie blokes, we're dads, and we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we've made a lot of mistakes and learned a few things about life, love, relationships, and business. And we're here to share those with you. You may get three different perspectives, or you may get one universal agreement. But whatever you take away from today, you can be guaranteed we enjoyed delivering it to you. Gentlemen, how are you? Well, thank you, Ross. Yes, well, thank you, Ross. How about you? Great, thanks. Good. Was I a bit robotic then, was I? Was, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, no, it's, 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 it's pre-recorded, isn't it? It's the same recording every week, isn't it? It is. It is. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Actually, I, I'd be keen to know, from the perspective of anyone listening, whether they detect any changes in Ross's introduction week by week. I promise that it is recorded live every single week. Well, I'm never sure whether to go up or down on that last word that, you know, to you, whether I put the pitch up or down or... So if you listen, listen closely, it could be different every single week. Like just that one word. It has to be. Yeah. You're different every week. Yeah. Yeah. I think the tone's <laughs> the same. Mm-hmm. That one. Cool. Maybe it needs some work. Freshen it up. Nah. The spice. Nah, I think <laughs> That background right. music. I think it's all right. It's great. Now, yeah. uh, I know you're going to touch on it later however we've had more feedback from someone that listens regularly which is awesome and i'm not going to steal that thunder just it did prompt me to thinking you know because this response was positive and and uh and and there was some great uh, gratitude there etc and i thought okay the first feedback was you know waffle less and then i thought actually we probably do waffle quite a lot and so for someone to take the time to listen they have to want to listen to three blokes waffling well they might be wafflers so to speak now i, I thought that was the, the point there's wisdom yeah. in the waffle so what we've we may have found someone that enjoys the wisdom in the waffle it's all good i just it was just it prompted me to think hmm. that's all which is unusual <laughs> which is unusual yeah i agree yeah yeah with the waffle probably a good example of the waffle is our intro <laughs> we waffle uh, about the intro yeah, every time. Yeah. Waffles. Um, yeah, look, it is what it is. It's evolving. You know, it's moving forward. It's you know. Obviously. I think it's part of the point, isn't it? Like we're three Aussie blokes, and you know, we're hanging out to waffle about wisdom. Yeah, and again, again, agenda is good to work from. Which is, I mean, you've got your clipboard there full of. Uh, well, the, the gun's loaded, essentially, yep. isn't it, on, on any sort of topics or, you know, we can steer the conversation in any which way we want, so. Yeah, I certainly like to start in one place. Yeah, well, it's, it's a plan, right? Did you have one for today? I do, uh, I do. Because I just spotted something on your your run sheet. Yeah. I've never spotted before. Ah, okay. A little bit down here? Excellence in thinking. Ah, uh, excellence in thinking. Oh, yeah, that's... Um, that's... <laughs> Is there such a thing? There is, and not only is there such a thing, but there's a process. Could that be a future topic? Ooh. Uh, it, it could be, absolutely. Um, because I've actually put it down as a context for the whole, the yeah. premise for the whole thing, but we've never actually discussed it. And, right. and I kind of scribbled that down uh, as one of my thoughts and didn't really right. kind of share it with you guys in that much depth. So. And how much have we banged on about context? I, I probably, yeah, that's, that's been uh, in there a couple of times. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that'd be something uh, worth talking about. Although, what, uh, something that prompted me about a book that I'm listening to at the moment, um, Eckhart Tolle's um, The Power of Now. You guys okay. aware of it or I've, read it? I've, or? I've, 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 yeah, I've, I've heard of it before. Yeah, I haven't. It's on my list, actually, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a thing in there um, that uh, about like a lot of it's about thinking and getting that like lack of thinking where there's just kind of nothing. There's this um, serene space where our brain's not chattering away. And as you said, something prompted you to think. And I was just wondering if there's kind of that uh, that nothingness going on. And then there's this bing, a, a thought or whether there's there is a lot more thought. I have seen YouTube of Eckhart Tolle mm-hmm. and just his energy and the way he presents is absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just the way he laughs and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've battled meditation and that sort of thing, which I realise is the exact opposite of what we're supposed to do with meditation. Um, and let it go for now. However, I've been taught by someone, or well, by our friend Tanya, all about space and about, um, you know, and, and, and we never talked about the necessity of thinking, we talked about the necessity of space and the value of space. Mm. And yeah, so for me, I would like to think that I spend most of my time, there's a, like, if I was to draw a diagram, I've just got this um, gallery of heads at the bottom of my head, just all chatting away at the same time. Okay. So around the, say around the base of my skull, there's mm-hmm. just this gallery. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe like the two Muppet judges mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Pretty, but there's, there's a bunch of them in a gallery yeah. and they're just, they don't, and they're all talking at once. It's not, they're not like working yeah. with each other. They're just all talking at me at once. Yeah. However, they are very quiet. <laughs> like they are there. I don't, and, and I, I really generally don't pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. And of course, every now and then mm. there's one jumps up and really grabs attention. So, okay. so yeah, I, I, I feel like my head is largely empty. Yeah. I've thought that. Yeah. What's interesting. Cool. So um before we actually talk about today's topic, which you know, um Al's empty head wasn't it. Um, but that is a good thing though. So the, leaving that space for the things that are worth putting in it. Um I'm I've kind of been kind of jokingly about that, but leaving your head open for the stuff that you want to put in it as opposed to the stuff that it just naturally fills itself with, mm. that noise. Mm. Uh, so that might be a topic. It um, has to be a topic, yeah. has I'm, to be a topic? Yeah, yeah. Should we just make that today's topic? Potentially, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's oh, today's topic. Gut, if you're all for it, I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm open to anything. Cool. So, uh, so something to put into that head. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let, let me just uh, read that, um, read the email that came through. Um, so it says, hi guys, just wanted to say that I am really enjoying your podcasts. I've been catching up on them this week and enjoy the spread of topics. Very informative and insightful and fun. Your podcast on listening was an interesting one. I often find there are two types of people, those that generally are listening to you, taking in what you are saying and working out a response based on what you actually say, uh, Hey, they process the information. And others that are just waiting to reply. They are not really listening, just waiting for you to stop so that they can speak. Often the later I have found in office slash corporate management, it is rare to find a manager that actually listens to you. Cheers, guys. So uh, thank you for sending that through. And there's, yeah, Yeah. someone that's obviously uh, found real life experience of what we spoke about with listening and um, that I think was where the topic came up for me listening. And if you missed that episode, go back and, uh, and have a listen to that one. Um, but, 
The uh, go on, find it. Let's tell them this one. <laughs> oh, uh, episode one, yeah. number twenty: the yeah. power and skill of listening and communication. Yeah. There's some so, in that. Right. Yeah, episode number twenty. And actually, there's another one before that on a different type of listening. Yes, yeah. episode fifteen, which is where I was actually going to introduce what we spoke about on episode twenty, but it went a different direction. <laughs> oh, wow! And yeah. uh, it was yeah a different type of, uh, of listening. So. Um, episode 20, um, the power and skill of listening and communication. If you go back and listen to episode 15, uh, there's, there's, uh, another one there, I believe. So can I just interrupt one more time? Yeah. It just occurred to me. Hmm. So I'm sure it's only once for those the first time. <laughs> so for those out there who have pondered how all this happened, it just occurred to me that we ought to acknowledge Ross because it was his idea. Is that fair? Luke? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I want some credit, god damn it. Certainly wasn't my idea. So um, I thought it was Ross's idea. So it was his idea. And then he made it he, he made it happen. So he, he pulled the thing together, made it happen. He continues to administrate it. He he records the audio, he yes, he does whatever he needs to with the audio, uploads it. He's done all the all the work. Yep. Ross, uh, Ross Al, Al, I'm Al. I will get there eventually. Luke and I. Luke and I. I'm I'm, I'm in the same grade, mate. It's kudos to Ross here. Luke and I, we just turn up. We just turn up and we just just waffle with wisdom. So (laughs) we waffle with wisdom. We say thanks to Ross and we hope you you do too. Yeah. So send more emails, especially from like the other end of the earth, man. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. Where was the listener from? London. London. Are you all right, mate? Is that what he's saying? Is that what he kicked <laughs> off with a bit of audio there? He's yeah. actually an Aussie. Oh, but we might find out more about him later. We might. Yeah? We might. Is he back for the hammers? We'll see. I have to ask. Uh, is he blowing bubbles or what's he doing? Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Sidetracked. Hmm, thank cool. you, Ross. Yeah. No, thank you. It's, yeah. Um, my hope is that uh, the people out there that uh, listen to this get value from it. Of course. Hmm. I'm sure they will. Cool. So what was our topic, guys? Well, I don't know. What was it? Are you talking about, well, yeah. What did you write down? Something about the mind. You said empty the mind, but then fill it up with other stuff. Um, yeah. I'm all about not the filling it up with other stuff. I'm, I'm, for me, I'd, I would... Do I argue it? Or I just put my... Whatever you feel. Yeah. Whatever uh, your gut says. Oh, your head. Right, yeah. <laughs> your head I, can defend itself. Yeah, if well, it wants. I, well, I debate whether that's, you know, uh, beneficial or not, is to, you know, empty... Well, there's getting quiet and there's emptying your mind, but I suppose. Uh, so they're separate things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'd like to share that. Well, your perspective on this is just yeah. yeah disclaimer: this is just the way I see things, right? So, uh, so getting quiet in a moment, you may be having an interaction with a you know with a person. So it might be communication. So instead of us constantly talking, which potentially most yeah you know, a lot of people do. That again, it's about that listing, but. Just feeling the moment, so getting quiet within the moment, and that can be done in any sort of interaction. You know, the delivery driver at the factory, or you know, an employee, or you know, a child, or or, or something like that. Just sort of feeling into the moment. So that's my definition of getting quiet. And then there's you know regular practice, like things like meditation and and quietening the mind. Yeah. So there's that's that's a I don't know if they're two different things, but I use them potentially separately but yeah I, I mean I, I've kind of found that I try and resist filling my mind with things that uh, what I believe 
externally are going to contribute to my life. Um, I, I try and avoid that. I try and just sort of quiet the mind enough for other things to come in organically. Yeah. And wherever they mm-hmm. come in from the divine universe, you know, my soul. So that, that combines sitting in the feeling and feeling things as they come up. Yeah. And for me, things come up with feelings and interactions through like body, you know, I feel stuff in like pain through my body. Mm. If I don't act on something that I should. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like challenges in life communication is probably where I'm at specifically mm. to give it some context, but it just puts a pain in a part of my body. And it's like, it's just my body telling myself, uh, you know, telling me to have that communication to, to, to see dig deeper, you know, sit in the feeling with this person you're not looking to solve anything or or answer any questions or problems at the time but it's more just let, let's go here and see what comes of it you know with no expectation or or agenda so yeah quite in the mind practice wise meditation it is hard like it's it's one of those things that goes in ebbs and flows but there's there's lots of good stuff out there to help with that can, how do you feel if I asked to reframe your language slightly? We said yeah. it's hard. Yeah. So, and that's potentially another topic in, entirely, the, the words that we use. Um, the reason I um, um, that I'm bringing that up is last night I ran, a, I ran a group session and someone, you know, in the group said, oh, such and such is hard. And I'm like, oh, at the moment I allow that to sit into that space, then everybody in that, you know, in that group now sees as doing that thing as hard. Um, as opposed they? to... It's just automatic for us. If we if we don't disagree with it, yeah, then that's how it is. Whereas, um, you know, my kids do the same thing. They go, oh, you know, they'll say, tell me that something's hard. They go, no, it's not hard. It's just unfamiliar. It requires practice. Yeah. So the first time you can, you, you know, it might be hard. Like everything we do for the first time is probably going to be, you know, some version of hard because we haven't done it before. Yeah. But if we just reframe that and call it unfamiliar. Yeah, um, I like that. I've used mm. that. You taught me that a while a while ago, and I've said that with my kids too because I think it's really important. See, I'd used mm. the language, and I, I don't even realise, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I definitely. Unfamiliar. Yeah. yeah. Okay, had one. You're, you're getting better at noticing yourself using the language. Yeah, especially <laughs> when Ross points it out. Yeah, well, hey, Luke, let me rephrase that. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, you use just another voice in your head, mate. Is he? <laughs> this is not real. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, it is. Okay, it is, right. but it's your real. Okay. Well, that's okay, right? Of course it is. Yeah. So sitting in that feeling, mm. if someone says that it's hard, um, you know, what's, you know, sitting in that and going, okay, cool, getting, you know, inquiring a bit more, getting curious about why is it hard for that person? And I feel that that's, that's the key to communication. And when you, sometimes when you can't work things out, you're trying to work the fuck out of things. Like, you, oh, you know, let's bring it back to the whiteboard. Let's jot it down. Let's see what how we can break through this with the thinking. And it's like, man, you can spend two weeks trying to do that. And then it just empty your mind, get a bit quiet. It just comes to you. The answer comes to you. Mm. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Se- yeah, it's seemingly impossible is all of a sudden possible and you're like oh, okay mm. that's interesting yeah well, i was actually taught that as a technique so yeah the first personal development i ever actually did was a three-day weekend of i think it was largely meditation that's cool <laughs> so yeah that's awesome first yeah. Thing i ever did yeah. and it was powerful and so I, yeah I, it was guided meditation though it wasn't sitting there just emptying your mind there yeah. was a guide there was a process so we did healing we did performance we did a whole lot of different yeah, things nice. and, and there was one about problem solving and that so part of what we did over that weekend was create 
have this place that we would go to in our mind as part of the meditative process. Yeah. So, um, so the idea was go to that place and then you know get yourself into the state, the right uh, energy state, and then it was really it was it was thinking about the problem and expanding the problem in the mind and then ultimately putting it inside a bubble. Yeah. And then letting the bubble go so it floated away. Okay. And then come out of the meditation. So it floated away and then just forget about it and then out of the meditation and then ultimately the idea was the solution will. You know, another moment of, of quiet or you know, the solution will, yeah. will arrive. And so it will. Yeah. So it's like we're sending off this message in a bubble and then it gets responded to. Yeah. It's, it's bloody powerful stuff. That's awesome intro mm. to, to coaching because normally it's all pumped up. Mm. You know, mm. well, for anyone that wants, oh, a lot of the old school stuff is the motivation. Yeah, yeah. yeah big time. Well, yeah, we're in a new age, mate. Hundred clients a month, and yeah, you're going to build a team. It's, but yeah. anyone that wants to look that up, you don't mind if I mention who go I go for it because he's still operating. Give whoever they are, applied. Well, he's yeah. an interesting guy, and I, I'll tell a little bit more about what happened to me there because I don't know if it's relevant now, but I'll, I'll, a little bit. So the guy's name is Paul Blackburn, hmm. and the, then he was beyond success with his business. So he's like he was like a sixty something year old. I was he's like you know went to a thing at Flemington Racecourse. Um, so you know a typical real Aussie bloke. You know, yeah. His mm. wife was there. They worked together. You know, um, not too typical because he was into meditation. Not at all. Well, not yeah. Not at all typical. <laughs> but in, other, otherwise, in yeah. how he presented, however, yeah. up front, yeah. So the the, the cover was a typical, mm-hmm. and the and the book itself was very different as it mm-hmm. often is. So, so. I was, it was my first ever personal development, really. So I was oh, wow. so green and it wasn't that long ago, but I was so green, I just I wasn't even aware. And basically there was an invitation at the end, I now realize an invitation at the end to just go further with them and become a coach. Mm. And so that was when I was not even aware of, of that idea, you know. Mm. Um, so only a tiny flicker of interest and, and let it go. But, but so that, I suppose the important thing out of that is I, I did do something and it was powerful for me. Like I used the performance meditation before hockey grand final. I've been playing hockey for nearly 30 years, never played in a final, let alone a grand final. I was sat in the car park, did the performance meditation, drink yeah. a game, hmm. made an error. Instead of putting my head down and sucking and falling apart, I just it just I just let it go and just went on again and yeah. improved my performance, you know, and yeah, awesome. I saw yeah. value again. You know? So, yeah, so again, I did all that and I, I let it go. So I'm not sure what that's about. But it'll always be. That's something you've, you've child and, you know, it's always been there and it'll probably come back, you know, in time that you've, something's yeah. resonated with you and you'll, you'll find something that works for you. And that that's the thing with meditation. It's like eating right and looking after yourself and going to the gym. You just have to find what works for you, you mm. know, and whether it's guided meditation. I like a bit of guided stuff, like Headspace. Um, there's Sam Harris guided meditations. That's really good. Um, there's, you know, different... Uh, sound waves, whatever you want to call it, um, that you can pump through your ears as well. There's a couple of different um, things out there like that that I've used. I've used a big mix of stuff, but yeah, it's uh, find what works for you. I think is the key. You you'll probably also find that um, you said you kind of you let it go. Some of the um, those things you've probably used it enough times for it to be somewhat just kind of naturally embedded without having to be a, a conscious process. Okay, yeah, good point. Um, yeah. It's like driving a car. The first time you hop in a car and you get behind the wheel, it's very conscious. Like, oh, where's the, you know, all the, the mirrors and yeah, the movement yeah. and the cars and the yeah. stick and the steering wheel and the indicators yeah. and oh my gosh. Um, but then after a while, you know, you turn up somewhere and you go, oh, I just drove 50Ks. I don't even remember it. That's <laughs> not good. Could I give you another aside on that one? Yeah. I, f- I feel this is powerful and, and 
yeah, I'll leave it at that for now and you can tell me your thoughts. My son did his L's soon after turning 16. Mm-hmm. And for those that aren't aware yet, when you do your L's, you go in and do a written test. And mm-hmm. typically by at that stage, you haven't driven a car. Yeah. Um, of course, anyone that has you know a little bit of off-road may, <laughs> may have. But in my, my son's case, he hadn't driven a car. So I drove him into the city, Vic Roads. Mm-hmm. He yep. did his, sat his L's test, got his L's, we walked out the door. I put him behind the wheel of my two-ton, six-speed <laughs> manual Navara Ute. <laughs> and he drove out of the city. Yeah, right. Manual. Yeah. Awesome. First time behind the wheel, two-ton, mm. six-speed. Now, he, he hammered the clutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, however, he's, we're on Exhibition Street in the city. And, and like, it's... I've taken him after school, so it's approaching peak hour. Mm. Now... I know some of you out there are thinking about a lot of four-letter words to describe my parenting. <laughs> However, this is how I parent. This is how I parent. Okay? I expect the, the best of my children. I don't demand that I expect it. And I give them the opportunity. It's a beautiful quote about that. Great. So I'll let you, I'll let you come back with that. So first thing you got, a corner of exhibition and Collins, on the corner, not behind the corner, on the corner is a garbage truck. So there's a garbage truck blocking where we're turning left. So all that set up and he, he, he pulls out Gets around it, <laughs> turns. We got out of the city. We got to, you know, and once we got onto Kingsway, he was like, start, I could see, he was starting to relax. Like he was laughing a bit. He was enjoying it. Mm. You know, by the end of that night, you know, yeah, he was hammering the clutch. He stalled a bit, but mate, he did an awesome job. Mm. Yeah. And that, look, I taught my daughter how to ride a bike very similarly. Yeah, she hurt herself a bit, but she was mm. riding a bike within half an hour. Mm. And all that can't, you know, all that stuff, just, yeah, that's all I worked on, just blowing that away. Mm. So I could go on about this a lot. However, I'll, I'll stop there. It was just a little aside. <laughs> yeah, you've got to throw them in the deep end. You know? That's the deep and the, end. Yeah, and that's where the, that's where the quote is. Um, that if you kind of expect um, or create the opportunity for someone to be great, they will naturally, you know, do their best to be great. Yeah. If you just don't expect some, much from someone and you kind of put them in a place where they're not going to deliver much, then they're not going to deliver much. But if you go, hey, you need to be your best to achieve this, um, then they're going to bring their, you know, put their best foot forward. People naturally want to um, put their best foot forward. So you get clear that, hey, here's an opportunity for you to put your best foot forward, then they're going to step up. You do that enough and that becomes their, you know, um, was it moment um, of operation? Their moment, what's the mode? Oh, I think there's a, there's a yeah, mode of operation, but it's a, I think there's a, um, a Latin. Modus yeah, operandi. Yeah, that's it. Also known as MO. Yeah. Often used in crime shows. What's the MO of the of the killer? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's modus operandi. Hat, hat, yeah, hat. Okay. What's your mode of operation? It yeah. is actually yeah. Latin for mode of operation. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so how you know, how do we approach life? And if you give someone constantly the opportunity to step up to be great, you go, Hey, this is gonna require you to put your best foot forward. Um, and then, you know, they can put their best foot forward and you go, I'm really proud of the effort you put in there, you know, you you know, that was awesome. With yeah. support. With support, is that yeah? Is that sustain- sure. Is that sustainable? Like that's with support. Oh, it's just a way of behaviour. Like sitting in front of a TV yeah. doing nothing. You can go. Is that sustainable? You know what? But people will do that for years. Oh, but it, well, eventually your your posture will give you you know niggles. You won't sleep right. So there's going to be some things. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. But if someone sat in front of a TV for as long as they could, they'll die eventually. They need to. Get We're going to die. Them. Whatever happens, the so things yep. just naturally have to <laughs> change. You know, I suppose whether you like it or not. Uh, Oh, so the reality in this case is that a 16-year-old boy 
for the first time ever is is driving under those conditions. And yeah. y- yes, there was a possibility he could have killed us both. That's true. Yeah. Well, you're you're a you're, just, a, you're a steely individual, I mate. Or I, I, mean, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Riding the uh, white did, knuckle fever. I, <laughs> yeah, I did uh, not yeah. even contemplate that possibility. Yeah. Um, didn't contemplate. Yeah. It's you know, and that, that's what I mean. I, I'm, I know people will have an opinion of that. Of course, mm. they will. Well, it's not it's not straight out onto a freeway. Here you no, go. No. It's you know it's stop start city traffic. Exactly. No, it's practicing at Southland. It's going to be Sunday pra- morning at seven a.m. You know, in the car park. You know, we we got to start off light. This that's what right. I will yeah. do with my daughter. Well, that's what. Most- <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, and you're right. Like yeah, and there's different levels of uh, people throwing others into the deep end. Um, but I back to the thing about uh, sustainability. Yeah, or sustainability, but also um, creating a space for greatness, for people to be great. Mm. For me, I've found that uh, passion, you know, prior to work, uh, is a is is a massive drive. Like it, it probably supersedes anything that I it, naturally. I for me, I create a space for people to be great in. Like, mm-hmm. but they just align with what, like I do, as well. Like, I suppose that's just natural. Um, but I found that yeah, their passion and pride of work supersedes anything else. Like supersedes any required behaviour or this is the benchmark or do you know what I mean? It's it's more of a natural organic sort of feeling. But the uh, the inspiration or the feeling that you get behind that is was like like nothing I've ever experienced before. Like and that's their motive. money, you know. But that's that person's mode of operation. Yeah, that's so that's theirs. Yeah. I and just find more people like that that you know, align with... Because all of a sudden you get a spark back and you're like, well, there's that spark. Yeah? Because most people can go throughout their lives and see a bit of a spark, lose it, it comes back. They wonder what happened, how did I get there? Things are changing, I'm not sure. Bit of monkey mind. And, mm. uh, you know, and then you see that spark again and it's like, cool, well, that's important. Like, how, how do you um, encourage people to be the best that they can be? Whatever that means. Uh but I find that, yeah, the passion and, and pride of work uh, is what I've noticed over the last month has been a big driver in not only output, but just collaboration and problem solving and challenges. Yeah. And there's, it's night and day between people who are, you know, probably mm. at what, level, what you call like a level one warrior mode, is it? Or, uh, level, oh, so uh, level three is your warrior. Yes, sorry. Uh, yeah. level, level two is the victim. Yep. Yeah. So level two is victim, level three is the warrior, and level four is control. Okay, so there is no one. There is one. That's survival. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So survival's yeah. Look, if you got a if you got a um uh, an adult who's in survival. Yep. Um, they're potentially suicidal. Um, they're um doing very destructive behaviours. Um, mental conditions start to start to appear. Yep. Um, as they yeah struggle to kind of reconcile because no longer it's really hard to live in today's society without food and shelter like it's got to almost be intentional to do that yeah society looks after us certainly in australia i know other countries are not so much but in australia we certainly looked after that well that to be homeless and without food actually takes something yeah Um, it's not an easy thing to do so uh because of that because of that's just kind of supplied for us how do we what happens when we go to a survival mindset we just kind of lose the plot because survival is now become something else. Um, so, you know, a great example is a, um, a young, you know, young teenagers who are in social media and survival now becomes how people perceive them 
on social media. It's not whether or not they've got food or shelter. It's yeah. how they're perceived in social media. Um, and that's just mind-boggling that that is, their, that is their version of survival. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'd go for, I'll pick a level two then. Yeah. Compared to, you know, people that I've, you know, I've, I've uh, you know, associated with that have been inspired and as a prior to work and you know, it's been a big driver. It's sort of night and day. And again, mm, there's a whole totally. dichotomy of how do you, how do you try and encourage people to, to come up from that? You know what I mean? So, so whatever, whatever it is, lower level. Most of it's between two. The shift go, the major shift between for productivity happens between two and three. Yeah. At level two, the um, the victim mentality. That's where they struggle most to to achieve what they want in life. Um, the level three is in a state of rebellion. It is the warrior. They are out there to get something. But the challenge is that as a in a state of rebellion, um, they can sometimes be difficult to work with. Yeah. Um, that's the only difference there. They can still produce amazing things, but you might see some inconsistency yeah. um, and you might find them difficult in, in team environments at times. Um, whereas at the, you know, at the level four, you've got more of that. Um, you know, there's more control and more ability to work with others. Um, they can certainly yeah. work independently. In fact, one of the words that describes them um, is level two is dependent. Level three is rebellion. Level four is independent. And level five is interdependent. Yeah. And that really gives um, a really good indication as to where their mindset is at when it comes to, um, I guess, performance and working with other people. Yeah. My, my boys are both in, you know, there's um, seven, well, about to turn seven and eight. Uh, and they're both in rebellion at the moment. And it's a great thing because then, because I know that, you know, they get to transition through that. Uh, and it's great to see them, you know, in that phase now. In fact, my youngest this past week uh, i noticed he was really loud at the breakfast table like he's normally quite quiet and and a little bit more reserved than his than his older brother his older brother will often even talk for him but this week he's been loud and i'm sitting at the table and he's loud across the table and i'm like wow he's found his voice so i was really excited because he's got that confidence yeah. that he can speak up uh, and that was really exciting for me but i knew what was coming next and he's and <laughs> It's just been chaos at home mm. with the two of them in that rebellion state. Yeah. It's just been chaos at home. So uh, exciting for them, challenging for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to quell that, but I don't, yeah, just trying to help them move through it quickly. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> so anyway, we were talking about the, uh, the empty mind, but uh, is there anything that you want to say to, uh, I guess finish off or close out the conversation about the empty mind or quieting the mind or well that felt like we had a moment there we were just sitting in the feeling that no one felt that they had to talk just because it went quiet you know we did that yeah cool i'm okay with that yeah sits well with me sure so we'll just leave it there then and whoever's uh, out there listening to this can contemplate where they are and the people in their lives are and uh and what's next very deep. We need the uh, the Buddhist bell, yeah. There we go. All right. Thanks, Ross. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Kisses and hugs. <laughs> kisses and hugs. Kisses and hugs. Like more kisses and hugs. <laughs>